SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down to Monday Night Meltdown. Has a begun full house uh, this evening. We'll welcome our AM radio affiliates momentarily. It was the National Hockey League's trade deadline today, but it was the National Football League uh, trades uh, that took center stage. Matt Ryan is no longer a member of the Atlanta Falcons after 14 years and 59,000-plus yards, 59,735 to be exact. This guy's thrown for 367 touchdowns. Uh, he's completed over 5,000 passes, 5,242 and now he's a member of the Indianapolis Colts, and I believe that the Colts got better. I think that uh, Matt Ryan is a massive upgrade to Carson Wentz. And is he making a lot of money? Yes. Uh, but, uh, hey, it is what it is. The Colts had to do something at the quarterback position, and they did it. Uh, meanwhile, the Atlanta Falcons signed Marcus Mariota, which I wasn't really opposed to when I first heard about it. But then when I see the money that they're giving Marcus Mariota, I have to wonder how many teams were out there willing to give Marcus Mariota like $18 million. Like, seriously. Like, Mitch Trubisky didn't get that much. And Mariota's okay, but wow. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons' money management is worse than me in Las Vegas. Speaking of which, we're going to be in Las Vegas for the NFL Draft. The MGM Grand will be uh, the headquarters. It will be breaking it down. It's going to be a full house. Rick Saratella is going to join us this evening. Rick Saratella will be there with us in Las Vegas as well. The NFL Drop Bible in the house. Russell S. Baxter steps up in him. George Kurtz kicks it with us tonight. Uh, NBA basketball, LeBron James basically murdered Kevin Love. Uh, tonight, one of those just sort of monster, monster dunks. I guess they call it posterize, but you can't really call it posterize anymore. The posters don't really exist. And the only posters that exist really are like Led Zeppelin posters in a rock shop. Can you call it screenshot now? I think I think screenshot it is better. Nevertheless, LeBron drops uh, thirty eight, and one thing about LeBron and and the Lakers, you, should, you know, if he wants to win. You know, right now he's actually, it's funny, people are, he's slipping a little bit. Can you imagine, like, he's slipping? And the guy's never scored as many points as he has uh, right now. He basically single-handedly beat the Toronto Raptors the other night. Now he single-handedly beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the East Coast Tour is not going so poorly uh, suddenly for the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. LeBron goes off. He goes over his uh, player prop uh, this evening. The Toronto Raptors fall short. Last night they were in Philadelphia and they won a basketball game. It was asking too much tonight going into the Windy City. The Chicago Bulls uh, stopped the bleeding. Jameis Winston is returning to the New Orleans Saints. And I like this move as well. I think Jameis Winston's an underrated quarterback. Uh, James Winston was playing good football for the New Orleans Saints before he went down. People seem to forget that. And you actually have to wonder just how everything would have been different. Would Sean Payton still have tapped out if things just didn't completely fall apart the way that they did? He was 5-2 and two as the starter. People forget that. James Winston was 5-2 and two as the starter before tearing his ACL.
late night anger management crash. This is Sports Rage. I am Marantzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. A lot of stuff to unpack, a lot of stuff to break down. Let's start off in the National Football League. Uh, Matt Ryan gets dealt uh, from the Atlanta Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts have done some nice work over the last couple of weeks. They got more back for Carson Wentz than they just gave up for a better quarterback in Matt Ryan. If I'm the Tennessee Titans, I don't like this move. Matt Ryan has a lot more football left in him than people give him credit for. Matt Ryan is going to look a hell of a lot better with a better offensive line. Matt Ryan's going to look a hell of a lot better with Jonathan Taylor in in his backfield. Matt Ryan will not be asked to win football games in the same way with the Indianapolis Colts as he was to win football games with the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan knew that the Atlanta Falcons' defense was terrible and didn't really have a choice. not like they had a ground game, so he just sort of had to throw the football. Anyways, has he lost some uh, velocity? Yes. You know, you know, and listen, Matt Ryan was never really a fastball type of quarterback. Never really had a zip. You know, he sort of has that arc on his football. Uh, but... He's only 36 years old. He's not 42. He's not 43. And, hey, Tom Brady's 45, and he's still kicking it. Speaking of which, Tom Brady posted a video of him throwing footballs to Julian Edelman today. That's why Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. How many quarterbacks today were out there working out throwing footballs around? Well, Tom Brady was. Tom Brady was. Age? Well, age, you know, age will catch up to everybody, but some people can fight it and defy it longer than others. LeBron James is a good example. As LeBron James goes off, he goes back to C-Town, and he goes off uh, tonight, 38 points. Lakers get it done. He absolutely murders uh, Kevin Love with a vicious ass at dunk. LeBron James, 38 points, are tied for the second most in a triple-double against the player's former team in NBA history. He's got a lot of that type of stuff in former, um, former team and this and that in NBA history. Speaking of history, Notre Dame women's team tonight. It's hard to do this. They hung up 108 points. They only play like 40-minute games. 108 points. It's the most in regulation by an ACC team all time in the NCAA tournament. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is SportsRage. I am RNC. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. Russ Baxter, Bax football guru, will step up and in and join us a little bit later on. Rick Saratella will talk NFL draft and more a lot of NFL talk. Tonight, George Kurtz will step up and in. We'll talk some Major League Baseball, NHL trade deadline, NFL football. A uh, story that uh, we didn't get to because there's so much uh, going on uh, right now, but uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Fernando Tatis, evil can evil. Fernando Tatis uh, Jr., for whatever reason, decided to remove everything um, San Diego Padre related from his uh, Instagram. And I don't know why athletes do this, because they know. And it's basically, I don't know, like, what, what, was he mad that they're mad at him? 
Is it one of these deals? This is like the new thing right now. And I got to tell you, too, every time that somebody does this, it doesn't end well, <laughs> generally. It generally doesn't end well after the fact. Uh, this is this is the modern way of saying, you know, screw you. I'm going to take off all your logos and representation for my social media. So just there's uh, trouble, trouble brewing. Remember, man, this team was ready to take the division over and all that. Everything turned. Everything turned that Max Scherzer day. When they were supposed to get Max Scherzer. They didn't. The Dodgers ended up getting him. Everybody got hurt after, and the season went to hell in a handbasket. And uh, it's just seemingly gone. You know, it keeps getting worse suddenly. So uh, they're playing exhibition baseball uh, right now. We'll start to get into some future talk. I want to see some season win totals and all that uh, type of stuff. Uh, but as it is right now, we've got NBA basketball, NFL football, NHL hockey, college basketball. We've got some uh, some interesting trends and stats as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned that we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but as far as the, uh, the deal in the National Football League today, the quarterback shuffle continues. Matt Ryan gets dealt. Listen, I thought it made a lot of sense to deal Matt Ryan. And I was consistently told it was impossible due to his salary. And nothing is impossible in the National Football League. So he was dealt. I have to wonder, though, if they couldn't have gotten more for him. Like, you know what I mean? You put, So, like, yeah, it seems to me like Atlanta just sort of is screwing everything up along the way. Like, you know, after 14 years, you, know, you, you get rid of Matt Ryan just sort of, what, for a third-round pick? I mean, there's really bad quarterbacks that were getting more. And you waited so long to decide to do this that the marketplace had shrunk. So there wasn't really a lot of options uh, for, for you to pull the trigger with. Now, you know, it is what it is. You're moving forward towards the future. But then you turn around and you give Marcus Mariota a bunch of money. And I'm not, you know, not a ton of money, but still too much money for Marcus Mariota when you consider that there were other quarterbacks available for cheaper. But let's focus in from an Indianapolis perspective right now. Now, as far as Matt Ryan is concerned, he has, listen, as I stated earlier, he was was never a type of quarterback that had a zip on his football. Right, it was never like, oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna, he's just gonna zip it in there, and he's gonna throw a rope and a laser. No, he was more the lob type of, you know what I mean? More Philip Rivers than uh, than John uh, than John Elway or Dan Marino, right? So he has lost some zip on the ball. But I, you know, one of the things that I've always been, I wondered about in Atlanta, is they were running the same plays that they were years ago, without identifying, you know what? He doesn't have the same zip on his football anymore. We're going to have to start to shorten these roots a little bit, right? But they didn't. And then, you know, Matt Ryan, to get a lot of balls that are batted down and stuff because they don't get there quick enough. But if you look at Frank Reich, he's used to dealing with this. He's had Phillip Rivers. This is the seventh. I can't even keep up with all the quarterbacks with the Colts. It's impossible to keep up. It's their seventh starting quarterback in seven years. You want to know what's crazy as far as the um, as far as the National Football League is concerned, too? Between 2006 and 2016, there were 29 quarterbacks taken in the first round. Exactly zero of them are still with the team that drafted them. That's amazing. 29 of them. 
So all this talk about the draft and all oh, the first round this, yeah, well, it's almost like uh, you know you're getting you're getting hired to get fired. And you know when people say, yeah, meet my future uh, my future ex-wife. So in other words, you know, you draft a quarterback, he won't be on your team. <laughs> that's that's generally the gist of it. He's not going to be on your team in the near distant future. That's amazing. Between 2006 and 2016, I didn't really believe it, but this is from Field Yates, who's a pretty serious dude. And other people didn't believe him, and people double and triple checked, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess he's right. <laughs> he's right. Between 2006 and 2016, 29 quarterbacks taken in the first round, exactly zero of them are still with their original team. Holy. Well, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan no longer with his original team. Are the Indianapolis Colts suddenly like Super Bowl favorites? No. Right? They're they're not as good as some of these other teams. And, man, there's a lot of firepower right now in the AFC. I'll tell you that. But are the Indianapolis Colts better than they were? Yes. Matt Ryan is far more consistent than, than Carson Wentz is. Let's not compare the two of them. Let's not. It's not. There's no comparison. Uh, between the two of them, Matt Ryan is actually, you know, Matt Matt Ryan will make good decisions for you. Matt Ryan doesn't make bad decisions. Carson Wentz does, right? That's the big difference. Matt Ryan doesn't make bad decisions. He might not have the same athleticism that he used to, but he's still a smart quarterback, and he still can throw the football. I'm not. I'm just stating that, you know, I mean, he's not what he once was fully, but he can still throw the football. I think it's a big upgrade for the Indianapolis Colts. I think it puts the Colts right in the, in the division picture. Houston are rebuilding. Jacksonville suck. And um, and you've got the Tennessee Titans. But to me, the Indianapolis Colts and the T- Tennessee Titans are very, very similar. It's just Carson Wentz was a detriment. Well, well, you know, Carson Wentz was a detriment to the Indianapolis Colts. You've got a good – and you look, you look at Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's never really had a good ground game, right? They had some good running backs when they went to the Super Bowl, and they went to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan never really played with a good defense. He never played really with good running backs. His offensive line was okay only. He had to get rid of the ball quickly. Matt Ryan's had a lot of things working against him. And suddenly, I'm telling you, he's going to look a lot better behind that offensive line. Our boy Mateus is a big Falcon fan. And and it's got to suck to see him go, and especially only get a third-round pick for him in the end. That's the thing that gets me. You only get a third-round pick, and then you turn around and, like, Marcus Mariota, who I like, but it's just interesting that of all the quarterbacks out there, they thought that it seemed like they, they made this decision so late that they had less options to trade them to them at this and they had less options to sign guys after because they decided to do this in the 11th hour to try to not get that $7.5 million hit. But uh, what do you think about Matt Ryan being gone? Are you in tears? Julio Jones gone. Matt Ryan gone. It's over. It is sad, Gabe. I got to admit, you know, Matt Ryan, I remember he became the Falcons quarterback when I left for college. So it was kind of like we were both on our little rookie journeys, and I followed his career all throughout there. I was a huge Falcons fan even before Matt Ryan came onto the Falcons. So, yeah, man, it's tough. But at the same time, I like Marcus Mariota. I like to see the excitement that he's going to bring to the team. And I know that the, that the Falcons needed a, a new start. So this is a way to, to go get it done. It's a short-term fix uh, with Mariota. Listen, Mariota's okay. I'm not, I'm not like anti-Marcus Mariota. I just you know, I wonder about the money that they paid him. I mean, they're in, they're in full rebuild mode right now. Tom Brady. 
is uh, definitely smiling when he looks at the competition in his division. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arenzi. The Monday Night Meltdown. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Talking NFL football uh, right now. Uh, we'll get into some March Madness uh, as well. And as long as actually, you know what, right now I want to throw this out here. As far as uh, the Duke Blue Devils are concerned, this is very, uh, very interesting. Uh, the Duke Blue Devils in a Pacific time zone. So uh, Duke are playing Texas Tech in a Sweet 16. It'll mark the um, sixth time that Duke has played an NCAA tournament in a Pacific time zone. The Duke Blue Devils have never won in a Pacific time zone. They have never won. In 1984, they lost to, uh, to Washington. In 1989, they lost to Seton Hall. In 2003, they lost to Kansas. In 2011, they lost to Arizona. In 2016, they lost to the Ducks. And now they're playing Texas Tech in a Pacific time zone. It's an interesting uh, dynamic and you get the feeling that Duke, that Coach K's run is coming to an end. They came back. Michigan State, Michigan State are good, but not a great Michigan State team. And Michigan State had them on the ropes, and they found a way. We, you know, we saw North Carolina punch them in the mouth. Uh, we saw them fall short in the in the ACC conference tournament. They did show some heart and some resiliency against Michigan State. Maybe it's enough to carry them. Listen, they're more talented than Texas Tech. Right, They definitely have more talent than Texas Tech. Texas Tech are going to be the grittier basketball team. They're going to try to punch them in the mouth. Will Duke be able to survive? I figured I'd bring this up. That's uh, an interesting uh, dynamic. Duke 0-5 in the Pacific time zone all time. Man, Duke's not like 0 for anything all time. Like for you know, At least not very much. Here's something else that's pretty crazy as far as futures are concerned. And... I'm in on this. I think the only thing that stops the Phoenix Suns from winning the NBA championship will be injuries. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a rematch from last year with the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. And last year I was on the Milwaukee Bucks in this series. And even when they were down, if you recall, I said they're still going to win the series. And they did. Um, This time I would be on the Phoenix Suns. I think Phoenix are the best team in the NBA. I think they are on the mission. And there's just so much, you know, if you look at past historical data and trends, and I do believe in this stuff to a certain extent, there's a correlation here. So the Suns are the fifth team in NBA history to spend more than 20 days as the only team with 50 wins. So think about that. 20 days as the only team. They were the first of 50, and it took other teams 20 days. 20 days to get there. The previous four teams to do this all won the championship. Like, basically, like, Phoenix have, like, met every benchmark this year as far as greatness is concerned. Yeah, all that's really going to be missing is can they, you know, can they cut down the nets? Can they cut down the nets? And I'll tell you what, I think they can. 
Especially, I'll tell you, too, the teams in the Eastern Conference are going to beat the crap out of each other. You know, like we, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, the survivor might not have a whole hell of a lot left by the time they get out of that. There's going to be a million seven-game series, man, in the Eastern Conference. There really is. These teams are very, very evenly matched on any given night. From the top to the bottom of the playoff uh, picture in the Eastern Conference, anybody can really beat anybody. I, you know, I, with the exception, I think, of Milwaukee, I even think Miami are vulnerable. Miami are good. They're good, but, I, you know, even Miami, you know, Miami versus these other teams, Boston's a dangerous team right now. But as far as the Phoenix Suns are concerned and future players, it's time to start betting some futures again. We were real big on college football futures. We were big on NFL futures. Um, you know, we got a couple of NHL futures, but the thing with the NHL is the season's so damn long. And, you know, we, we already won our NBA play. We played the Raptors over 36 and a half. Uh, we got Memphis over. You know, we, it was a couple of early early wins, but it's time to start pulling the uh, pulling the trigger a little bit here. Basically, look, it's not like the number's going to get better for Phoenix. The only thing is, you know, you're risking injury here. There's not that much uh, racetrack left in the National Basketball Association's uh, regular season uh, right now. So Jameis Winston back to New Orleans. And so how many teams are looking for a quarterback right now? Not very many. Like, not, you know, not, not very many. Like Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker, remember Baker's preferable destination is Indianapolis. It's like, yeah, well, you know, good for you. <laughs> My preferable destination tonight is the Caribbean, but I'm not in the Caribbean right now, am I? No, I'm not. Preferable destination. Well, obviously they did not prefer you, uh, Baker. This is pretty crazy, though. Like, if you think about it, like for Baker Mayfield, who needs a quarterback right now? Like, who's a team that's like, yeah, you know what? What, what Seattle? That is, that is if they like them. I can't believe that Seattle is actually going to roll Geno Smith out. And I don't mind Geno Smith from a backup perspective. But you can't go from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith and tell, like, season ticket holders, oh, yeah, hey, you know, buy tickets this year. Geno Smith's our quarterback. <laughs> right? And... I don't really know if you want to tell season ticket holders that Baker Mayfield's your quarterback either. And I don't know if this is fair to Baker. I saw an article, and I didn't read it. <laughs> I saw it. But the, the, the gist of it was Baker Mayfield's not as bad as he's made out to be. I don't know. I didn't have time to read it, but I, I questioned it already. Problem with Baker Mayfield is he's not terrible, but... He's too thin-skinned. You can't be thin-skinned to be an NFL quarterback. He's too thin-skinned. Every tweet, every report, look, man, they met with Deshaun Watson. He started crying. Um, he's just, you know, and the Cleveland Browns quoted that they wanted an adult as their quarterback, was, which pretty much a clear shot at him and his emotional behavior all the time. And then you get into just, quite frankly, he's kind of average on the field. And I think that... I think that one thing that was hard for Baker, that to his defense, it's hard to play the quarterback position when you know that everybody hates you, right? That you know that your receivers are rolling their eyes at you behind your back, that the fan base generally is, is done with you, that the coach doesn't like you, <laughs> right? The new coach came in here 
And we said it a million times. Listen, he's the, he wasn't the one that drafted Baker Mayfield. Stefanski, you know, Stefanski wasn't a fan. And, you know, he said that it's been proven he wasn't a fan. So right now, if you're if you're Baker Mayfield, you're kind of out of spots. So Jameis Winston's with New Orleans. Marcus Mariota's with Atlanta. Like where's where where's there a spot for, for Baker Mayfield? And it's it's, it's wow. <laughs> the Baker Mayfield does I'm not saying that nobody, but they're gonna lowball him. I mean, they're gonna lowball the Browns. They're gonna say, listen, nobody even wants him. So, you know what I mean? What, what, what do you really think we're gonna give you for him? Baker Mayfield will get dealt, but is he gonna be a backup? <laughs> like, like Baker's bubbles burst just like this. He goes from being the starting corner like he's a backup. And and then we've got uh we've got our chat's favorite quarterback, Jimmy G. And Jimmy G's like uh, Phil Kessel in an NHL All-Star uh, draft. He's still there. Jimmy G's like a used barbecue sitting on the lawn uh, during a garage sale. <laughs> and people are just walking right past it. They're like, oh, how, much is, uh, how much is that uh, beat-up bicycle? Uh, how much for that skateboard? I got a barbecue over here. I, 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 I don't, I'm not interested in that barbecue. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy G's a, a used barbecue pit uh, at a garage sale. You know, it's a pretty crazy world, too, because, listen, I don't think Jimmy G's terrible either. And I think that, listen, Jimmy G was all eager after the year. Oh, I'm just excited about going to a winning team. It's like, well, I don't know. Are you going to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? <laughs> They're a winning team. Uh, you're going to, you know what, Jimmy G. Man, Jimmy G's next option might be the Edmonton Elks, okay? Jimmy's, Jimmy G's got some big problems right now. And the San, the San Francisco 49ers, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're, listen, maybe, maybe Trey Lance is terrible and Jimmy G will be the quarterback. Like there's... There's the the musical chairs is pretty much up, isn't it? Actually, you know what? There is uh there is Carolina. You know, there is Carolina. Carolina needs a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback. Listen, Jimmy G is an upgrade on Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is terrible. Like, Sam Darnold might be the worst quarterback in the league. Like, he's that bad. Like, I don't know. Like, who's the worst quarterback? Like, Davis Mills, I guess. I don't want to throw Davis Mills out of the bus. He's all right as a kid, but you know what I'm saying. No, actually, Zach Wilson's pretty bad, too. Zach Wilson's got a little upside, though. He's got a, he, he, Zach, I don't think the Jets can win with Zach Wilson, but he's got a little upside. We'll see if the kid's better in his second year. If I was Carolina, I would rather have Jimmy G than Sam Darnold. You want to get to Sean Watson. That never happened. This is Portrait. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moretzi, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. Let's bring in back football guru, Russell S. Baxter, breaking it down with us. And there's a lot of stuff to break down, a lot of stuff to unpack in one of the busiest off-seasons in uh, recent memory. Russ, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing okay. You called me about my kind of four bracket, right? Yeah, well, um, did you have Kentucky, uh, Iowa? Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, March Madness isn't just a basketball tournament, evidently, Russ. It's also no, the National you. Football League offseason, and pretty much every time I hit refresh, every time I wake up, every time I step back or look uh, look the other way, something else happens um, in, in, in the league. So let's start off with, uh, with Matt Ryan. Are you surprised uh, that uh, Matt Ryan is no longer a member of the Atlanta Falcons considering his contract uh, status and all the dead money the Falcons are now eating? Uh, Not necessarily. And, you know, what I've noticed with teams this year, Gabe, is because there was such a significant jump in the salary cap this year. Remember, the cap went up like more than $30 from a year ago. Now, remember, the cap went down last year because of COVID. Okay, so it actually digressed. Um, from 2020, um, went down, and then this year made the big jump. So I think what you're, what you're seeing is teams saying, listen, we're going to part ways. We're going to start fresh. Um, we're going to go with a different plan here. And, and you know, listen, Russell Wilson was in Seattle for 10 years. Uh, Matt Ryan was in, in Atlanta uh, here for, let's say, since 2008. Uh, and I think that's, that's the feeling. Um, and you're seeing just a domino effect uh, in the last couple of days from Deshaun Watson. Who, who were the teams that we heard were the last two teams in? That's what we heard. It was Land and New Orleans. Okay? Deshaun Watson changes his mind, goes to Cleveland. Today, Atlanta traded Matt Ryan. They signed Mar- Marcus Mariota. And now the Saints are bringing uh, Jameis Winston back. And where does this leave Jimmy G? Uh, there's there's one uh, quarterback. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, one quarterback that, on the outside looking had, in here. Yeah, he had, the, he had the shoulder surgery roughly a month ago. So I think there's still a little trepidation there in song. We also have Baker Mayfield out there floating around there, out there as well now. So for the Colts, this is old business, okay? I mean, Chris Ballard took over as the GM in 2017. This will be six for six that he will have a different week one starter, Gabe, Okay. Uh, Scott Tolzien was 2017. That was, that wasn't his fault, okay? Because uh, Andrew Luck was hurt. And but I find it interesting. This is almost like a trivia thing. Think about this game. The last three years for the Colts, they went out and got Philip Rivers. He was the fourth overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft. Then they traded for Carson Wentz. He was the second overall pick in the 2016 Draft. Now they're with Matt Ryan. He was the third overall pick in the 2008 draft. So in your local lottery tonight, I suggest you play 4-2-3. <laughs> Russ Baxter, uh, well, that's amazing how many different starting quarterbacks uh, they've had. And clearly Frank Reich is 
feels he's he's more comfortable with a veteran as opposed to just you know going through the growing pains uh, with a younger quarterback and having a you know a foundation. But they didn't really give up very much when you consider what they got no. when they got for what they got for Carson Wentz and what they gave up for Matt Ryan. It seems to be a win-win. I do think that Matt Ryan's an upgrade as well. And I guess that's the question right now that I'll ask you. What what does Matt Ryan have left? And I personally think that with Indianapolis, he'll look better than he has over the last couple of years with the Atlanta Falcons, right? And now he's got a ground game. Now he's got an offensive line, um, and he's got a hell of a lot more talent around him suddenly than he's had over the last couple of years, and a better defense, etc. So I don't, I don't hate this actually. I like this better than Carson Wentz. And we saw when they had Phillip Rivers, they were a playoff team, and quite frankly, they they were in that football game against the Buffalo Bills on the road. Yeah. They they could they could have won that game. It wasn't like oh they got smoked. No, they they happened to lose, but they were in that football game with Phillip Rivers, and I think that Matt Ryan, you could argue, is even an upgrade on what Rivers brought to the table. So, from a Colts perspective, I actually like it. What's your take? Oh, I totally agree with you. I think Matt Ryan kind of gets a bad rap. Um, there are people, I think, still holding 28-3 against him, okay, um, which wasn't totally his fault. Okay, we He doesn't play defense, right? He doesn't well, call the well, plays. Not only that. Well, I mean, listen, there, uh, I think what happens with Matt Ryan in that game and you remember the sack from Dante Hightower where Matt Ryan lost the ball, okay? Um, now, if I remember right, Devontae Freeman forgot to pick up Dante Hightower. But you know how this, the fan base is and the degree of the media, you know, they win-loss record. They treat uh, quarterbacks in this league like they're tennis players, okay? And it doesn't, just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, and, and, and here's, here's something interesting about the Falcons. The year after they, the Falcons lost that Super Bowl, Okay, which obviously was a devastating loss, 25 points ahead in the third quarter, right? Do you know how much it affected the Falcons? They were the only team in the NFC to go back to the playoffs the following year. The other five teams didn't make the playoffs in the conference. Now, the Falcons haven't made it since. Dane Quinn's long gone. It's Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith, that's the Marcus Mariota connection and so on. But last year, you know, uh, no Julio Jones. All right. Um, whatever Calvin Ridley was up to. Uh, they have not been as balanced as they have been. Listen, they used to have a nice little one-two punch with their running game and so on. But uh, they're, they're, the Falcons' offense is explosive. And in a league where you've got to get after the quarterback, the Atlanta Falcons have been struggling on defense, Gabe, to find a pass rush for about 15 years. Okay? Atlanta finished. This, this boggles the mind. Played 17 games, right? Last year, the Falcons had 18 sacks, okay? Now, T.J. Watt had 22 and a half. Robert yeah, that, that's not good. And a half. Yeah, when players Robert have more than your entire team does. Yes. <laughs> the, the Falcons had 18 sacks in 17 games, okay? Trying to chase down quarterbacks in their division, most notably Tom Brady, okay? So that is something that has to change. And even the year they won, got to the Super Bowl, Vic Beasley led the league in sacks, but he had basically about half of them for the team. So this is this has been like kind of a one-sided uh, formula for the Falcons, who have not had a say. And they had Dan Quinn there for years, and yet couldn't solve their defensive problems. Now, he brought in uh, Dean Pease last year, and they still had some issues. So again, they, they need to find someone who can get after the opposing quarterback and make things interesting for them. But it's been a pretty steady – you know what's funny about them last year? They, they kind of hovered around 500 most of the year. But, Gabe, when they lost, they lost big time. 
Russell S. Baxter kicking it uh, with us on the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. So as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned, you know, uh, what, what are you expecting right now? Um, I, I was watching ESPN earlier in the day, and they were talking about, you know, the, the potential suspension and the message that it's sending um, that Cleveland basically told Deshaun Watson that, listen, even if you get suspended, you're still going to get paid in full. We will pay you in full no matter what happens. I, I, you know, what do you think happens with Deshaun? What kind of suspension will he get? Will he get suspended? It seems to me that, you know, every, it's like life and politics – that a lot of decisions are made uh, according to what public opinion is. And I think people will be somewhat surprised and dumbfounded if he isn't suspended. But I don't know. I'm not in the suspension prediction business. He didn't get suspended last year. So what, what do you expect to happen with Deshaun Watson? Well, I think the NFL wanted to see how this all played out. And the Houston Texans, even after he demanded he wanted to be traded, had no intentions on playing him. There was nothing to suspend last year. I mean, but we have seen players suspended not necessarily convicted of a crime or found guilty of anything, and yet still done it because of conduct detrimental to the league. Okay, remember, this is a league that Roger Goodell has suspended coaches, assistant coaches, general managers, and I believe even an owner one year. Okay, so I'm not going to be surprised if he is suspended. Now, it could be one of those where they suspend him for six games or eight games. I'm not guessing. I'm just saying, well, I guess I am guessing. But I don't know. Listen, I saw Ben Roethlisberger suspended for six games, and he knocked it down to four. Okay. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Right. But, you know, and it's you not – so, there's not an equation, Russ, on this because we all know – See, that's the thing, Gabe. That's the thing. That, but that's the one rub I have with the NFL. There is no equation. There is no set standard. It's not like the old drug policy, well, it was this amount, and then if you were caught a second time, it's this amount. It's almost like it's done with a Ouija board, okay, or, you know, or, or, or spin the bottle or whatever. It's like – what are we going to do this one? What are we going to do that one? Okay, I'm not saying there has to be a form, but there's such an inconsistency, and you wonder why fans get a little upset when they see a man suspended for, uh, you know, well, that's violent, what I a violent act or something like that, and then they see another guy suspended for gambling. Well, that's what I was going to say about Ridley. Really match up. And we know, listen, the gambling thing, there was a precedent. You get suspended for a year, and it's happened in the past, and it's just been that way. There actually was a precedent there. And you and I understand that. And, and listen, I'm a betting man, and even I get the severity and the stupidity of what Ridley did, and I think he needs to be punished. But a lot of casual fans out there, Russ, and just you know, common people say, so you're telling me this guy has 22 sexual lawsuits against him, and he's playing football and just got $230 million, and a guy that bet on his own team to win when he was injured is suspended right. for a year. Like that, that's that's the that's the sort of the public feeling about that. There's no question about it, and people don't understand it. And I I don't blame them for not understanding it because it's probably never really properly explained. Okay, and yes, there is precedent about suspending for a year. Two guys who were in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Alex Harris and Paul Horning, were suspended for a year. Okay, now I know that was a long, long, long time ago, and so on. Alex Perry just got in the whole thing a couple of years ago, but there is precedent. Okay, but that precedent has here's the problem, Gabe. There's no precedent over the amount of violent crimes that we have seen committed by players in the last five or six years be it domestic abuse, spousal abuse, child abuse, that type of thing. That's where I think people get confused because. The league for a long time, when did you ever hear anybody suspended for that? You didn't. 
Okay, the Ray Rice thing brought a whole, shed a whole new light on things in the league. So, and I think owners um, who were not used to this, I, I guess this is the best way to explain it, at least for me that I have in the past. So bear with me. When Roger Goodell in the in, in the mid 2000s said he was going to clean up the league in terms of conduct and so on, I think he was talking before about drug abuse, substance abuse, DUIs, that type of stuff. But think about what we have seen in the NFL over the last decade or so. Dogfighting, bullying in the locker room, okay? Uh, I mentioned spousal abuse, all that stuff. I don't think it ever, and that's the type of stuff that, you're thinking about the league, I'm thinking about lawyers, okay? That's the stuff that, you know, the, the NFL should almost have like a separate legal branch yeah. for stuff. Those like personal that. lives have never been, yeah. you're right, as as critical. Now your personal life matters. We didn't ask or know about people's personal lives before. That's right. That's right. So it's, it's a different ways. And I think slowly but surely the league has been trying to address it, but I don't think it's ever really been properly explained to the general public, for lack of a better word. And you're right. There, there is no six games here, four games here, two games here. Okay, it's you know it's 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 almost like roll the dice, and I don't say that to be flip or anything like that. But you're you're scratch your head said, why this compared to that? And and it's only natural for fans and and even other players to try to compare the severity of things and not come come up with a logical answer. And I think we also, I think we all just sort of, wow, that's the way it is, right? There's a big thing, well, that, that's the way it is. But, Russ, the way it is is we're done. We're out of time right now. Time always flies when you're out with us, sir, but it's a pleasure. I know something's going to happen soon. Let's catch up with next week if we can. You got it. Deal. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Three-minute warning. Level one. Thanks to Russ Baxter for kicking the one of those great stuff as always. NFL, we talk about it's not a 365, it's a 366 operation. And don't forget, we're going to be live in Las Vegas for the NFL draft, broadcasting live from the MGM Grand. Uh, Wednesday, the 27th, Thursday, the 28th, and then uh, Friday, the 29th. Saturday, we'll have a big party. And um, the NBA playoffs will be going on. The NHL playoffs will be going on. Major League Baseball regular season will be going on. So there'll be a hell of a lot of stuff going on. We've got the Sweet 16. We haven't really talked too much college basketball. Um, we brought it up earlier that Duke playing in a Pacific time zone, 0-5 all time in the NCAA tournament, uh, playing in San Francisco. I left my heart in San Francisco. So uh, the West region is in San Francisco. The South is in San Antonio, Texas. The East is in Philadelphia. And the Midwest is in Chicago, and you know there's a couple of there's a couple of um, relevant storylines uh, in this, as we've discussed. So Michigan are playing Villanova in San Antonio, Texas, and of course that is where Villanova beat uh, the Michigan Wolverines in the national championship. Uh, they beat them in a national championship a couple of years ago. And uh, so they return, uh, they return to the scene. 
uh, right now. Uh, that's it. Uh, we got uh, St. Peter still alive. They're playing in Philadelphia. That's going to be interesting because they're from Jersey City. Yeah, nobody that went to St. Peter's thinks that ever thought. And when we say there's going to be a lot of St. Peter's fans, they only have like 3,000 students. <laughs> so, right? If the entire school went, they wouldn't even fill up the upper deck of the arena. All right, we got breaking news as far as Mosfidal and uh, Covington. I guess they, uh, didn't they already fight? <laughs> didn't they already fight? This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it.